everyone. Well, thanks for coming out today to celebrate with us the birth of Jesus. But let's be honest, most of us probably started celebrating Christmas the day after Thanksgiving. How many of you started listening to Christmas music before December? All right, I'll pray for you. All right, how many of you have already watched a Christmas movie this season? Quite a few of you. I've only watched one Christmas movie so far, but I want to take just a moment right now to show you the opening scene of a Christmas movie that many of you have probably seen before. So please turn your attention to the screen. Just imagine for a minute if that was the end of the story, like that was the whole movie, and you didn't ever know if Kevin made it back to be with his family. Now, the introduction scene of any movie is so important for setting up the rest of the story, but it's not meant to stand alone because it's not the full story. So bringing this back to Christmas, Christmas is not the end of the story. It's just the opening act. Like Christmas is all about celebrating the birth of Jesus. But just imagine with me if all Jesus did was come to this earth as a baby to be born in a manger, surrounded by shepherds, with angels proclaiming his birth. And then that was the end of the story. And we didn't know anything else about Jesus. Well, Christmas is worth celebrating, but it's worth celebrating because of everything else that Jesus has done through his life and what he did to uh, make a way of salvation when he came here to earth. And so that's what we're going to take a look at in Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. And we'll have the verses up here on the screen. It says, This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. The name that Mary and Joseph named Jesus wasn't something that they came up with on their own. 
God the Father wanted his son to be named Jesus because that name means the Lord saves. And when Jesus came to this world, he came here with a purpose. And his purpose was to save people from their sins. And it's great that Jesus was born as a baby, but if that was the end of the story and everything else stopped there, then we would all still be lost in our sins. And that's a big deal because it's our sin that separates us from a relationship with God and it disqualifies us from going to heaven. Sin is any thought, motivation, or action that goes against God. And since God is perfect and holy, it creates a barrier between us having this relationship with him. And there's nothing that we can do to save ourselves from our sins. We can't do enough good works to outweigh the bad things that we've done in life. The only hope that we have to be saved from our sins is through Jesus And Jesus is the one who gives us this hope of having a relationship with God and spending the rest of eternity with God in heaven someday. And this is the bigger story that I really want to talk about today. We have hope not because of the birth, but because of the death and resurrection of Christ. And before Jesus came to this world, God gave the Jewish people the law of Moses, Now, maybe you know the Ten Commandments, and that was included in that. And altogether, it was more than 600 commandments that God gave the Israelite people to follow. But most people would fall into one of two extremes. Either they kind of throw their hands up and be like, all of this rule following is way too hard, why even try? And then on the other extreme, you had some people who took these laws really seriously. And they actually did a pretty good job of obeying all of these rules. And if you were to look at their lives from the outside, it might seem like the picture-perfect life of following these rules. But they still had a lot of sin in their hearts. And God didn't give the Jewish people all of these rules as if that was the way that they could be saved from their sins. It was never meant to save people from their sins. It was only to show them that they missed the mark of perfection. And Jesus is the only one who has really obeyed all of those rules and not had any sin in his heart. And when Jesus died on the cross, he died as an innocent man. And he went through all of that to redeem people who are lost in their sin. This is the way that Galatians puts it in chapter 4 and in verse 4. It says, But when the set time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. I just want to highlight that word, redeem. Redeem means to buy back. Now, I used to live in New York before I moved to Pennsylvania, and back in New York, we would hang on to soda cans and water bottles, because if we took them to a redemption center, we could get five cents a piece for each of those. Now, that's kind of the idea here of being bought back, where Jesus, when he died on the cross, made a way for us to be bought back out of our sin, but to, in order to redeem us, it came at a price. And the price that Jesus paid was giving up his very own life. A few verses back in Galatians, in verse 13, it says, Christ redeemed us 
from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. And Jesus fulfilled this when he died on the cross as an innocent man. And while he was up there on the cross, God the Father poured out the penalty for sin on his innocent son. He took that punishment for us so that if we believe in him, that he is the son of God who made a way to save us from our sins, then we can really have forgiveness. And if we have forgiveness of our sins, it removes that barrier between us and a relationship with God. And it no longer disqualifies us from going to heaven because that sin that was a barrier has been covered by what Jesus did on the cross. And so Christmas doesn't have meaning without the cross. But even that isn't the end of the story because after Jesus was crucified, he was buried and he was put in a tomb. And if Jesus stayed dead in that tomb, then it would show that God doesn't really have the power over sin and death. It would mean that if God couldn't raise Jesus from the dead, then there would be no hope that he could raise us from the dead someday so that we could spend eternity in heaven. This is the way that the Apostle Paul puts it in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17. It says, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins, then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. If Jesus was never raised from the dead, then Christianity would just be a false religion. All of us could just pack up and go home because there would not be nothing worth celebrating. We would all be lost in our sins still, and we'd have the, no hope for going to heaven. But Jesus has been raised from the dead, and because of that, we have hope. And Christmas doesn't have meaning without the resurrection. And my challenge for all of us in this Christmas season is to celebrate the bigger story of Christmas as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, let's also celebrate what he did for us on the cross so that we can have forgiveness of our sins. Let's also celebrate that he has risen from the dead and we can have hope in having a relationship with God and going to heaven someday because of that. And I think that this is the time of year more than any other time where I hear songs about Jesus played on mainstream radios. Like, I can walk into a grocery store and hear songs like Silent Night and Old Little Town of Bethlehem. And I think, too, that this is the time of year where a lot of people who normally wouldn't set foot in a church service are willing to come to a service and sing songs about Jesus and even hear a message from the Bible. And I think all of that is great. But what I've found is there's a lot of people who just like a certain version of Jesus. They like the baby version of Jesus best. And Jesus has a place in their lives, but only around Christmas time. And the question that I want to leave with all of us today is have you turned to Jesus as more than a baby, but as your Savior? Have you ever come to that point in your life where you've called out to Jesus 
and asked for the forgiveness of your sins and made him the leader and forgiver of your life so that you can have a relationship with God that begins in this life and goes on for all of eternity. And I don't know how God is working in your heart or where you're at in your journey of faith, but if God is doing something in your heart, I just really want to encourage you to follow through with that. Maybe that means having a conversation with somebody who invited you here today. Or if you would like to talk to me or Pastor Kurt in between any of these services, we would love to talk to you. I also know that this is a really busy time of year. And maybe today is not the day for that conversation. But as you came in here, you got one of these cards. And if you'd like to just check on the back, accepting Jesus as my forgiver and leader, we'd love to reach out to you and just answer any questions that you have. We're not going to pressure you to make any kind of decision. And even if you just want prayer for things going on in your life, we want to be able to offer that to you. Um, And I just hope that that God will continue to work through that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending Jesus into this world, not just to live as a baby, but to live a perfect life here on this earth, the life that we could never live, so that he could die the death and pay the price that we deserve to pay. And God, that is the most incredible display of love that this world has ever seen. And we didn't do anything to deserve that. We didn't do anything to earn this way into heaven. It's only by your grace. And I just ask that all of us here today would just be overwhelmed by your grace. And this is such a, a busy time of year, filled with so many distractions. But I ask that we would truly celebrate the birth of Jesus and not just his birth, but what that means and, and what he has done so that we can be saved from our sins. And, and I don't know where everybody's at today, but God, if you are working in somebody's heart and they feel this tug to make you uh, their savior, I ask that, that they would have that conversation, um, that they would look to somebody uh, who can help, him, help them through just this journey of faith. God, again, I thank you for your love. You're so awesome. In Jesus' name, amen.